Hi, I'm Life Coach Mama, a life coach for moms who want to find more joy and more peace in their marriage and in their parenting. My husband and I have eight kids. We love having a big family and often hear the phrase, you've got your hands full. Come and join me as I interview moms of all ages and in all stages from around the world. Be encouraged, find inspiration and confidence that you can handle another kid. And if this is a topic that interests you, please check out my book, Have Another Kid Without Losing It. Available for purchase today on Amazon by Lauren Laboda. Welcome back, friends, to Got Your Hands Full podcast. I have special guests here. I'm so excited to have two very close and very old friends. We've known each other a long time. And so we have three moms here, me and my two friends, and I think 19 kids together, if I added it up. Oh, gosh. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call it three women and 19 kids. That'll be the name. All right. So uh, Bridget and Tara, I'm just going to let them introduce themselves. Um, tell you about their family. We'll start with um, where they grew up and a little bit about their parents and their siblings. And then we'll go on to the fun present of our <laughs> lives together raising kids. So Bridget, you want to start? Sure. So I'm Bridget and um, I live here in Hudson with our five kids, but I grew up in Youngstown, so just about an hour south of here. We were brought up very Catholic. Um, I had two sisters, um, and um, but one is eight years older than me and one's eight years younger than me, so I'm right in the middle. Um, but I didn't really get middle child syndrome because they said <laughs> after six years apart, you just um, it's kind of like you're an only child. So mm-hmm. I ended up meeting my husband when I was 15, and um, we were on a pilgrimage um, it was his entire family, um, all of his grandma as her like heritage wanted to bring all of her family to this pilgrimage. And then it was like our family. <laughs> so just my mom and my two sisters, my dad couldn't get away. So we were there for about two and a half weeks. And um, when I got off the plane, I told my dad, I met my, my husband and he's like, oh yes, I'm Italiano. And my mom's like, we got to talk. <laughs> so um it ended up being four, four years later on the same day we got married. So. The same day? Yeah, the oh. same day that we started to date. Yeah. I didn't know that. The Feast of St. Peter and Paul. Yeah, wow. So. And it was very special. I've always felt that we've just That's been so very cool. blessed. So. Tara. Yeah, Tara, let's hear your life story in a few seconds. I'm Tara. <laughs> um, my husband, Patrick, and I live here in Hudson also, and we have six children, ages 19 all the way down to six. Um, I grew up in Texas, in the panhandle of Texas, just south of Amarillo, a small town called Canyon. Um, Grew up there my whole life. We traveled a little bit as kids, um, living in different places with my dad's work, but for the most part, lived in Texas. Um, I met my husband, Patrick, in college. Uh, We went to West Texas A&M in Canyon. We both went there. And we met in some science classes and we dated for a year. And then I moved back and we dated another year. And then we got married four years. And then we moved up here to Hudson. We had um, 
We'd never really moved away from Texas. This was a move that we thought it was. It was a big move, but we've been here for 16 years now, but it's been great. We love the community. We love um, the friends that we've made. When you move to an area and you don't know anybody, your friends do become your family Mm -hmm. in a way. And uh, we were fortunate enough to find great friends Mm -hmm. that always invited us Mm -hmm. for holiday. I remember for the first probably five years that we lived here, Someone always invited us over for every holiday. We've we've loved St. Mary's too. St. Mary's is like your second home. It is. It mm-hmm. is. There's a there's so many great families, and we have not had not been around such a large Catholic community. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, so that was very different for being us. Yes, being in the south, and um, so we've really really um, enjoyed this parish, enjoyed yeah. St. Mary's, and. Um, the friends that we've met and just all the activities. I do feel like we have grown in our faith. The community of friends that we have met at St. Mary's have have like aided in our growth. They've aided us in the um, just the ability to grow in our faith. And I think every um, ministry that I've been in St. Mary's, I think you've been a part of <laughs> between moms and all yes. of these things with PSR and everything. Yes. So it's, so we're very grateful for the St. Mary community and, um, and we've met great friends and we've, we've really enjoyed our time in Hudson. We, um, I can imagine it without you here (laughs) and you, Lauren. Oh my gosh, you guys definitely are a family. Yeah. So they're both very joyful people. So, well, if you don't laugh, then you cry. So you have to laugh. I know. I know. So with the title being Got Your Hands Full, a lot of the conversation is about having a big family, which I know is like relative depending on who you are. Yeah. When, at what point did you feel or were you told or did you realize, I don't know what the word is, that you had a big family? Oh. Well, I remember, I think just um, with um, just having my son, John Paul, right after I had Mary Bridget and it was only about 14 months apart. I remember one person immediately when I told them, they're like, well, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I was like, well, what do you mean? How do I feel? I'm having a baby. Uh-huh. And yeah, and then I would remember as we you know, like the third one, I think I remember someone saying, you know, do you, um, you guys need to get a TV for your bedroom? Or like, do you guys have a different form of entertainment? I was like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. But I think so that's right what, when. yeah, but I think, you know, at St. Mary's, we found um, solidarity. Like it was just, it wasn't like you had to defend your family mm-hmm. being around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Tara? No, I would agree with that. I, I have to say, we never set out saying, "Oh, we're going to have six kids." Right. Yeah, we never. Didn't really think about if it. If you would have told us that we were going to have <laughs> six was kids, planned. we would have had the assumption. Like, you have always wanted a yeah. big family, and then we're all like, yes. "Not necessarily." Because <laughs> after we had Sydney, our third. We gave everything away. We oh, were I done. You were in my Bridget's house telling me that story. <laughs> we were, and everyone oh. at the play date was like, oh. Yeah, we were done. And I just met you. And I was yeah. like, Well, I nursed my third one a really long time because I thought she was my last one. <laughs> I really did. I think she was almost two. And then I was like, I thought she was my last one. Who would have thought four years later? <laughs> I know. Yeah. We, and I do think, like, someone else was asking us this not long ago. And I, I was thinking back and um, a lot of the homilies they had at the Life Team Mass. When we first moved here, um, Father Damien was the um, associate pastor mm-hmm. and 
And Father Ed too, Father Ed Cordes, he was, their homilies, but especially Father Damien, were very much about just being open to what God had planned for you. Mm -hmm. Just being open to it and trusting. And um, I remember when we found out we were pregnant with Abram, our fourth, like in our mind thinking, okay, four is doable. Like three, like we were going from three to four. We're like, four is doable. Five, that's crazy. Like that's a big family, five. And, and thinking like after Abram was born, like, oh, he's my last. And, and then when we found out we were pregnant with Jacob thinking, okay, five is doable. Six is crazy. Like that's crazy. (laughs) Were there any comments about you being young? You both got married quite young and Well, I was 19 when I got married and I remember um, when Dan and I went on our honeymoon, we, we had a problem with our car and neither one of us were old enough to get a rental car. (laughs) I ran over some truck axle and we like um, blew out the engine. And so Dan's parents had to come and get us. Now looking back, I'm glad I got married young because, well, God must have known in my heart what I wanted without me knowing because I always wanted to have career and and do all that but god knew that in my heart i wanted the love of those children so i'm so glad i did start early because for medical reasons i couldn't you know have more like bridget would you mind sharing a little bit more about the medical stuff whatever you feel comfortable so um when i was just 29 right before my 30th birthday um i was diagnosed with um, breast cancer Um, But it was completely out of the blue. You know, we were just um, doing the whole American dream, you know, just thinking about, you know, our next house and, you know, our family. And I had like a little lump and they were watching it. And it ended up turning out that I was, I had that lump all while I was pregnant with my last one. And right after I had him, um, they were still watching it by ultrasound and he was eight months. And then that's when they said they wanted to do a biopsy. So um, but I just the whole time was like, oh, that I'm so young, I couldn't have cancer. I mean, I'm sure it was something else, just like a cyst or something. So, um, but God ended up using that. Um, he really brought a lot of mercy to our life. Like I, I can't even like I know it sounds crazy, but I think the gift of suffering can be um, really transforming. And so. Um, it, it ended up being a gift, even though like nobody would choose to have something, you know, that, you know, would bring your family suffering or your own suffering. But like my mom said, we would only, you know, it's kind of like driving behind a big semi. You can't really see what's ahead. So you could just do one day at a time. And if you mm-hmm. saw everything, you probably would die. <laughs> so um, I just would take one day at a time. And God really brought so much comfort um, along the whole you know, journey, he never like made me feel like I was alone. So, um, and then I was in remission for nine years and then, um, now I just found out that I have it again. So, um, but I'm totally trusting in God and his plan and, um, you know, we're all made to be saints. So even if I'm here a little shorter time, it's, it's okay. So God will take care of my kids. I'm sure. I do remember thinking that when you're diagnosed with breast cancer, like that whole thought that, you know, 19 is 
young and no one would have known the future, but God exactly. knew that yeah. you, that was your only time to have kids. Yeah. So if you didn't start that age, you know, those I, know, I would here. not yeah. have as many. And the funny thing is I started working about three years ago, <laughs> doing a job that just kind of fell in my lap and, um, it was perfect for me. And so God, I've noticed along the way, he'll kind of give me something, what my, what I desired. And he wanted to give me both. Like, mm -hmm. so I got to start my children, you know, early. And then I had my, you know, I got to do the career that I wanted. Um, and it didn't have to be that I had to do it and have a career first and then mm -hmm. have my kids. Like God is creative. My mom would always say that too. She said, you don't want to put God in a box. Mm -hmm. So God is very creative. He can think of things and make things work out in a way that you didn't think. Mm -hmm. So um, mm -hmm. same thing was too, when I was in college and I didn't, um, all of our, I was in interior design and um, the whole group of us were going to go and study abroad in um, in Italy and in Florence. And um, I didn't go because I didn't want to be away from my fiance for six months. So um, I decided not to go. And wouldn't you know, 10 years later on our anniversary, we ended up taking a trip to Italy and um, we stayed right where the college um, campus was because mm -hmm. his cousin was there and his aunt and uncle, we got to stay with them. And I got to see it and I was so glad to actually be able to do it later with, you know, my husband. So God makes things work out in ways mm -hmm. that we don't know. Mm -hmm. So we don't really, um, you think you're sacrificing something to follow God's will, but really he wants to bless you in a different way mm -hmm. and even more abundantly, yeah. but you just have to trust. But he wants your happiness more than your own. Mm -hmm. so. mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, it's hard that to live in our culture where women are told we can have it all at one time because i think you're right like you can obviously have a career you can obviously be a mom but like we are human so the limitations are there and i think it's hard to remember that it's like that there's seasons in life exactly and i love that you're able to do interior design now yeah. and you were able to have the kids as well well, thank you for sharing, Bridget. I know that'll bless a lot of people because a lot of people suffer with cancer. And we all suffer with something. And like you said, suffering can be transformative. So I think whether it's emotional or physical, it's always good to hear from someone who's willing to share. So thank you because I know it's a really personal cross that you went through. But we were all here watching it, all of your friends. We and we, we saw how beautiful you did it. And really, it did transform you because you were a beautiful person before. You're still a beautiful person. But it, yeah, there were differences. I don't even know if I can put my finger on them. But God really blessed you with um, some amazing graces, I think. Yeah. And your family. Um, and how gracefully you went through the process. Mm -hmm. Like, that yeah. was huge, I think, just yeah. as a... We all said, thank God, Bridget, because none of us... <laughs> no. Well, none of us could have handled this, God knew. But you uh, did it, like, with such the faith. And, like, mm -hmm. such an example to all of us and to everybody. Like, mm -hmm. everybody around. So. Well, that's what I'm kind of struggling with right now is that... I keep comparing myself to the first time I went through this. Like, mm -hmm. oh, the first time I was on like a spiritual high the whole time. Like I actually, it was so crazy, but when everything started to slow down, I kind of missed my closeness with God. Like when you're suffering, it's like he's suffering with you. And I felt so close to him the whole time. But this time I'm not going through like the chemo and things that I did the first time. So I keep comparing, like, am I suffering well? Am I and I have to just keep offering it to God, but, or am I like not trusting enough or why am I questioning things? Like, so I think that's part of the spiritual struggle too, that just, um, now this time, I think God wants, it's not so much consolation. It's more desolation. Like mm. I'm kind of having to show him how much I trust him. So there's different, like you said, different seasons in your life. 
-hmm. And um, I think we're still always learning. (laughs) Even after you think you got a hold of some virtue, it's like, no, (laughs) or there's a new virtue that you have to work on. Right, you're still on earth, so he's not done with you. Well, another thing that I know for me was hard was like trying to figure out when I started to have what I thought was a big family, like figure out how to do it. Like manage life and be a mom. (laughs) Yeah, because I had two sisters and I was the youngest, so I was babied and spoiled and just being a mom in general, like being so unselfish and so responsible. I'm still not really either of those things, but I was trying and now it's like I'm doing it times how many. Uh Um, So I don't know, Tara, because you said growing up with just a brother. Yeah, I just, I have one brother Yeah, and that's it. And there was the two of us. So it's not how you grew up. It's not. Did you just kind of talk to friends or where there's extended family or did you just my mom had a large family mm-hmm. and um she was one of seven mm-hmm. and so and her family was very close and so i am slightly extroverted and so, <laughs> oh. so um every part of every holiday with our family i just loved Every part of it. And we would always go to my grandparents' house. We were 23 oh grandkids. Gosh, that's amazing. I haven't counted. I don't, I should know. But there there was a lot. Mm-hmm. And we always, um, we always had so much fun. I grew up out in the country. So we didn't even have a lot of neighbors. Mm-hmm. We would go to our cousin's house. And they were, they were kind of our friends. Mm-hmm. But my, my grandparents did a great job of having seven kids. Um, they all get along. They all have. Uh, like they're all, like I often think, like I, as we would have one more, I would often think grandma had seven. Yeah. Like my grandma had seven. So, and, and she was such, she was so joyful Mm -hmm. in her life. And so um, I would often like think, okay, you can do four. Like you can do four, (laughs) Tara, grandma, like four is not that hard. Like it's manageable. And, Uh um, like as an adult, I, as my grandparents both um, were sick and they had uh, dementia really bad, just to watch my aunts and uncles and my mom, like how they all really worked together mm-hmm. to to help take care of them. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it was, it was like, man, grandma and grandpa did really good. Like mm-hmm. they were, they, they grew up kids too. They all liked each other. Mm-hmm. They all were, they all care for each other, mm-hmm. even, um, like they're all just very close. And I think as a parent, that's what you want. That's what you want. My grandparents were very much a role model mm-hmm. in that sense. Mm-hmm. I, I did always wonder though, as a kid, if there was one more, if I had one more sibling, what would that be like? Cause when my brother and I fought, oh. like my friend was gone. <laughs> well, that was the mummer. Maybe I shouldn't have fought with him. I, of all of the grandkids, I'm the second oldest. I had the opportunity to, um, to babysit a lot and always like when the little, when the younger ones were babies and um, that was always very fun for me. That was me. practice, you didn't know. Uh, so, but they, so I did have that example mm-hmm. and did I think that that would be me? No, but, <laughs> but so I nice. did always have that example. How great it was to be a part of that family. Like mm-hmm. or it is to be a part of this family, that mm-hmm. family. It's, mm-hmm. um, I think we're all pretty close and it's just, it's a lot of fun. I know you had that story about your grandma. Did you know that picture? Mm-hmm. Your grandma? Yeah, that's yeah. an inspiration. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You have to have something to tell yourself you can do it. And yeah. in life coaching, they call it borrowing confidence. It's like, as soon as you think something is impossible, you just think like, well, you went through cancer or, you yeah. know, I was kind of extreme, but like I went to college, like, or yeah. I left 
Texas and the move to Ohio, like if you've done yeah. a hard thing before. That's yeah. why the saints are so amazing. Mm -hmm. There's a saint for everything. Yeah. yeah. Someone has done this. <laughs> yeah. Someone's done it. You ladies probably have heard some of the questions I get, and that's like the title of different chapters in the book. And one is about college. And since you have kids that you're raising now and you have college age kids, I think you're great people to answer this question. My oldest didn't go to college and my next is 13. So I don't really have much to say. <laughs> I'm not worried about it, but that doesn't really help when people stop me. They say, what about college? Question. Well, I just think, um, you know, Tara and I were so blessed that our daughters ended up going to college together. Um, even though they didn't really plan it that way, um, they applied to other places, but, um, I think it's been beautiful to see how it's unfolded. And so God's made, you know, beautiful things come from, you know, the question of what were they going to do and how would we pay for it? Um, you know, for my daughter, I really wanted her to have a college experience of going away. And, you know, you, you just see this whole, like what the American dream is supposed to be like. And, um, I, it feels silly even saying, but I, um, was praying like tons of rosaries for my daughter to do one specific college that I thought was going to be perfect for her. And I couldn't believe it after 90 days, I felt like the blessed mother just said, no, that's not where I want her to go. Mm -hmm. And, um, but it ended up being, you know, totally fine. She's going to a local school where she's, you know, driving to instead of living on campus. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my husband was showing me like, the money, like how it would play out if she lived on campus and, you know, going away, how much she would end up with debt at the end. And do you really want that for her? Mm -hmm. And so of course not. Um, and, you know, we had always planned on helping to pay for them and maybe we still will, but for right now, she's been working and paying for it and doing scholarships. And, um, but I think God's blessing where we didn't even know. So her yeah. favorite person, Jordan's there with her. Yeah. And it turned out that um, like a month after she declared a major there, she went there undecided. Um, we found out that they had a whole grant, you know, for her major and they're building a whole new building. And I just felt like the Blessed Mother was saying, this is okay. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be fine. And it turned out the other school where I wanted her to go <laughs> didn't even have her major. So, I mean, God yeah. makes it work out. Yeah. What do you think, Tara? I would agree. I think the fact that Mary Bridget and Jordan got to go together mm -hmm. was huge because they graduated in 2021 mm -hmm. and it was such a weird year yeah, with because there, yeah, with COVID and there was like no, there was no college visits for yeah. them to do. Yeah. So her being our oldest, we hadn't experienced mm -hmm. like so. college visits and mm -hmm. doing all of that. Mm -hmm. And so um, we knew that that the local one Kent was a very good fit for her. We thought it was a very good fit for her, but in the same sense, you've got like, it is their choice and it's mm -hmm. their decision. And um, so we, part of what we did is we kind of put it all on paper, the mm -hmm. cost, mm -hmm. each of the universities. Mm -hmm. And um, as opposed to like staying on campus or not st or staying at home and driving because the commute is only about 20 minutes. And, um, and I think once Jordan saw the numbers, yeah. like that, that it's did huge. impact her. Now I did, I lived at home and went to college and I did feel like I missed out a little bit. I did mm -hmm. there, you know, I wasn't able to live in the dorms and mm -hmm. I wasn't able to do that stuff, but, but it was, it was huge not coming out with such a huge yeah. um, debt that well, I had. I, and, that I feel like God, Put them there then yes. together they're both commuting commuting so it just and they have each other yeah, and they've it's been friends. nice they have so so i 
but Jordan did well also with scholarships there. Yeah. So that was huge for yeah. us. That was something that um, it makes a helped. Difference. It did. It made a big difference. And um, she's doing really well and she's enjoying it. I mean, she works. I know, you know, not everybody works in college and not everybody does those things. And um, she does and she covers all of her costs for everything she wants to do and everything she needs. And mm -hmm. so that... Um, that is a huge help. Like she yeah. does contribute too. And um, I do think too, in generations past, like going to college might not have been the norm. And now that, you know, even from when we went, the norm is more going to college and getting your master's or maybe yes, more. So there is yeah. always that opportunity to have your own apartment when you're getting your master's or yeah, exactly. your PhD. I mean, your kids are really smart. And they're in the honors program. <laughs> they get the scholarships yeah. and they got a lot going on. So there you don't have to worry about them which is great but it doesn't mean like just because you're 19 and you're in your parents house that you're going to live there until you're like 40 you know yeah. like there are there's yes. seasons you might yes. get a chance yeah and i think it's good too to just take into consideration of maybe what is that college life like you know mm -hmm. like do you really want i mean it's not necessarily i know that they maybe feel maybe they're missing out on something but what are they missing out on is it you know, stuff that they really don't need to be doing anyways, or yeah. friendships that they're making, maybe they're not going to be the best. So mm -hmm. I think there is something to be said for letting them be a little bit more innocent a little longer, mm -hmm. just being at home, you know, kind of a little bit more safe, you know, even just like health-wise what they're eating. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was blessed to have Mary Bridget home this year and um, she's a great cook and she loves to help in the kitchen. And I think that's something that you miss going out, you mm -hmm. know, living on campus. So I think God can bring beautiful things from, mm -hmm. you know, unexpected ways, you know, there was extra yeah. blessings this year with having her home. And especially with me going through, you know, having cancer again, having her home, she was like my little angel. She yeah. would like, just make me things. And um, mm -hmm. I think I didn't even foresee any of that. So she probably wouldn't have been able to focus. I mean, I don't know, but it would have been hard for her if yeah, she, to be she was away. far away, but yeah. even just away, yeah. she'd want Doing to come home. And Thank you for explaining college and the struggle, but also just the blessings and the way God provides and how things kind of work out as well. Um, Cause it's always, it's hard to work when we're worrying about the future to just stay in the present moment and not, not stress out too much. But along those lines, I think it is, Tara mentioned good to be honest that having a big family is a sacrifice and we'd have to make sacrifices. So if you want to talk to that. Well, I think there are um, a lot of things that we don't do that we, we might do if we had a smaller family mm -hmm. there we don't like go to as many events because you're doing it times eight mm -hmm. or even um, eat out <laughs> or yes or even we just cook at home yes we eat at home a yeah. lot there are sacrifices mm -hmm. with a large family mm -hmm. you have to remember that the blessings outweigh those sacrifices sure. mm -hmm. there's there's more um that we can that we're getting from each other and we mm -hmm. have um just these great relationships that everybody's building and they, they do all have each other and mm -hmm. they, and yeah, that's right. important to remember. Yeah. Um, but there are like, we don't take a lot of large vacations, mm -hmm. vacations, cars, yeah. airplane tickets. We do that less. Uh, what about yeah. kids activities? There are people yeah. that are really into the sports, like every season someone's traveling. So your kids do some of that. We do do travel soccer for two of them. Mm -hmm. um, but I really don't get involved in other sports. Like they wanted to do volleyball and some other ones. And I'm like, really? I feel like you, you can each do one mm -hmm. thing. And mm -hmm. I don't like the fact that we would 
like even while we're doing these travel things that we're missing family dinners or mm -hmm. Sundays become like a sports day. Like at least I don't like doing too much running around. Yeah. No, I'm kind so of that's a not necessarily a big family thing for you anyways. And it's um, different for each kid. Yeah. So thankfully like, yeah. no one Our else wants line. to travel sport right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're not worried, yeah. but yeah. But another thing I was thinking of um, as a large family is we have chores that need to be done. Mm -hmm. And like, if you just had two kids, you know, cleaning up lunch dishes isn't a big deal. You mm -hmm. just do it. But mm -hmm. when you have, you know, a whole family that's home for the summer, like someone's got to be doing it. And so mm -hmm. I think that is one sacrifice that large families that we all have to kind of chip in. But yeah, I remember seeing our friends, Jen and Frank, the youngest yeah. is a junior. Yeah. So the youngest is junior in high school and the rest are all uh, college or out of college. And um, seeing like the light at the end of the tunnel, because I know you're right, like there's more mess uh, and there's more laundry and there's more dishes. However, it's like, okay, after dinner, like every person could walk and carry their plate to the sink. Whereas like in my house, like there were five too yeah. little to do any of that. And okay. someone can throw in a load of laundry, someone can throw in the dishes. And um, like once the boys can start mowing the lawn, like so that in a way it's like you have more help as they're older. It's it kind of all, I guess it bounced. And they help out yeah. with the younger ones, right? Mm -hmm. so like your oldest helps babysit mm -hmm. so we never have to hire babysitting anymore. yeah <laughs> yeah that is one thing the big families do now i think if they're gonna legitimately babysit like you leave the house you pay them or whatever but just they they say notice each other like yeah. you just set of eyes you know yeah. grab a diaper grab they're a bottle yeah. Um, yeah not being a parent but just yeah being another helping. warm body <laughs> i didn't want to give them too much yeah responsibility over their siblings there's no because, one right answer so yeah Whatever because you did. i was like oh i don't want them to not enjoy this yeah like, this is we didn't really hire babysitters after mm -hmm. like the older ones were yeah. I guess babysitting mm -hmm. age. Mm -hmm. um, have sister, grandma, and grandpa just down the street for a while. And yeah, my sisters were close by. So, is there anything someone told you that you found really helpful? I just definitely think the power of prayer as a family, mm -hmm. the graces that come from praying, even mm -hmm. if it's just short nighttime prayers or mm -hmm. you know a rosary while you're in the car together. I think it is you know what will keep us together like glue. You know, mm -hmm. just. Yeah. Cause there's so much that families go through, but, um, you definitely need the grace mm -hmm. to get through some things or just, sure. there's so much that the family's attacked right now. The evil one does not like beautiful families. Mm -hmm. So you always just trying to rustle everybody up or create division. And I think prayer just creates unity, even if it doesn't feel like it. And it's like a rounding up everybody and nobody wants to be there. Mm -hmm. I think there's still graces that are coming from that prayer. I would agree with that. And I would, I think it's also important because I thought I was just as crazy with two kids or three kids as I do with six kids. Yeah. So some people would say, I can never do what you do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's by the grace of God that I'm able to do any of the things that I'm able okay. to do. Mm -hmm. um, but that all of it's hard. Mm -hmm. Parenting with two, parenting with three. Parenting with six, parenting with seven, like it's, Amen. it's all very hard. And um, just to give ourselves the grace to mm -hmm. know that as we go through, we're not doing it perfect, but um, we're doing it. We're doing it the best we can with God's yeah. help and his love. And mm -hmm. that's all he's asking us to do. So mm -hmm. I often will just kind of give everything to the blessed mother. Like I can't control all the situations that are going to happen at school mm -hmm. or you know, what friends are they're going to make and different things. So 
I think if you just keep praying to Blessed Mother to watch over them, mm-hmm. yeah. she kind of works out all of the situations and scenarios and teachers, you know, mm-hmm. all that. I mean, there's a million things that you could worry about, but you can't control them all. So mm-hmm. I think if you just give it to the Blessed Mother, she loves them more than you do. So yeah. She'll make it work out. Thank you all so much. Yeah, you did a beautiful job sharing <laughs> your you story. Thank you for having us. Aww. Yeah. Thank you for your wisdom and all your stories. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you, Lauren. Uh, well, thank you for being great moms and thank you for being my friend. Well, thank you. Was easy. <laughs> I know. I know. All right, listeners. Well, we'll be back next week with another interview.